0: is a complicated place. You need someone to expose
1: the political fakers, fixers, and takers, and to cut through the mindless chatter and misdirection to help you make sense of it all. That person is Dan
0: Proft, and this is The Dan Proft Show.
1: Welcome to this edition of The Dan Proft Show. Thank you for joining us. Follow us at danproftshow.com, where you can get podcasts the program, as you can on Spotify and iTunes. On social media, at Dan Proft, and at Dan Proft show. And uh, we start with uh, some of uh, Joe Biden's uh, more than two dozen executive orders uh, just in the first uh, few days of his administration. of remarkable, as The Wall Street Journal observed over the weekend. Hey, look who's a big fan of Brett Kavanaugh and his theory about the unitary executive now. (laughs) Sure. Also, a question for those uh, self-styled center-right fiscal conservatives and social moderates. Forever uh, chastising conservatives like myself, right? You know, the problem with you, social conservatives, you're, you're pushing those moral issues. Stick to the pocketbook issues, right? Pocketbook issues is how we win. I I, I don't want to have an agenda. I don't support politicians that have an agenda on moral issues as if that's a that's possible. That's like the objective reporter. It doesn't exist except in sort of rhetorical theory as a cover story for champagne socialists who are frauds. That's what they are. Fiscal, conservative, social, moderate, leftist. That's what that means. And we're seeing it play out. And if you don't believe me, no problem. Ask your friends, ask your friends, your self-styled fiscal, conservative, social, moderate friends, what they think of Joe Biden's views and executive orders in the direction of trans men playing women's sports uh, or trans women, whatever the terminology is, men playing women's sports, uh, men pretending to be women in the military or vice versa. Uh, His uh, uh, edicts in the direction of being pro-abortion, which he is abortion on demand federal funds to pay for abortions, which is opposed by 75, 80 percent of the public. And while he uh, walks around as a devout Catholic, and not only a devout Catholic, but according to The New Yorker and The New York Times, the Catholic who just might save American Catholicism from the far right. That's the headline in The New Yorker over the weekend. Tell me again about uh, fiscal conservatives, fiscal conservative Social moderate. Tell me again about uh, how uh, we need to focus on pocketbook issues and not moral issues. What they're proposing is unilateral disarmament. And um, that's how you have the left run the table on everything that is cultural, which uh, is more powerful than a particular federal statute. And giving them cover are people like David French over at the Bulwark, who essentially says that Christian Trump voters owe American apology. That's where his focus is, as Biden is issuing these executive orders. I described Uh, French tweeting, two things are true. You can oppose the worst executive orders, either through litigation when appropriate Uh, including through litigation, when appropriate, I should say. Yet a handful of bad EOs does not mean it was better to support a deranged liar who'd incite the sacking of the Capitol to hold on to power. Right. Well, that's one perspective, and that's from a social conservative, and thus the crack-up of, well, the Republican Party to some extent. For more on all of this, we're pleased to be joined again by Rod Rearick, senior editor at the American Conservative, author of Live Not By Lies, a manual for Christian dissident. Uh, Rod, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it.
0: Well, it's great being here, Dan, but uh, it's really something to see on the first day of office. President Biden launched this blitzkrieg against social conservatives. But this, as you were alluding to earlier, this is exactly how the left does it. Whenever uh, they do these aggressive moves against social conservatives, moves that aren't even popular, they accuse us. Of, war, of wage and culture were on them, and they had the media right behind them.
1: Well, and, and, and what do you say to, uh, you know, the, the sort of the never-Trump Christian like a David French who's saying uh, we should be, uh, those who supported Donald Trump, understanding what he was and what he wasn't, uh, should be in the business of issuing apologies to America, not focusing on that blitzkrieg you just described?
0: Well, you know, I, I think that I understand why David feels that way, because he was hit in an incredibly... Uh, vicious manner his family was by some extremists on our side. And so I, I give him grace on that. But we can't be looking back at the past. We've got to look to the future because persecution of social conservatives, religious and, and otherwise, is coming. And it's coming from this administration through its policies and through the laws that it's going to be able to get to a Democratic Congress.
1: And uh, you, you have um, sort of this uh, battle for the soul of uh, the Republican Party starting, w- perhaps uh, probably not, maybe not starting with, but certainly including the two caucuses. You had an announcement today that Rob Portman, the incumbent Republican senator, is not going to be running for reelection. So that pre- creates a perhaps another toss up seat uh, where there wouldn't have been one if he was running for reelection for Republicans. And so, you know, Mitch McConnell. Uh, and uh, the Republican caucus's disposition in the Senate, for example, uh, to uh, taking up some of these these issues that, you, as you say, are not popular, but um, are also not challenged, really.
0: Now, you know, Dan, what's so interesting t- uh, for me as a conservative was to learn how little interest the institutional Republican Party had in social conservatism. I went up to the Hill in 2014, I believe it was, right after Obergefell, uh, which the Supreme Court ruling legalizing gay marriage, right after it passed, and I I talked to some Christian members of uh, of the Senate staff and the House staff, key key members, and I said, okay, so what are you guys going to do to protect people like me, uh, Christians and other social conservatives? Are you going to pass things to defend our religious freedom in the light of the new uh, Supreme Court ruling? Total silence, Dan. Total silence. They said they had no plans for it. This taught me a lot about the corruption of the institutional Republican Party. And for all of his problems, and they were massive, Donald Trump at least stood up for pro life a, 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 and he stood up for the traditional family and he stood against this craziness about uh, letting, about forcing the federal government, forcing schools and colleges that take federal money to allow biological males to compete in women's sports. Trump stood up against that. I don't know that the Republican Party, without him, is going to have the guts to do it.
1: Well, and then, then I mean, that seems like uh, that's part of the um, conversation right now about the lack of an identity. If you, if you don't want Trump to be the identity of the Republican Party, what is it you do want in terms of the brand? And uh, those with the leadership titles don't seem to have a particularly compelling answer to that question.
0: No, they really don't, and this is one thing that worries me a lot. I, I was looking forward to Senator Josh Hawley taking up the mantle of Trumpian populism after Trump left, but he seems to have really blown his career up by the way he acted before the election. And uh, I hope he can recover because we need the good. We need the good things about Trump without the bad things. I think Trump really is yesterday's politician. I hope that the conservatives realize that. He did some good things. He did some bad things. But he's yesterday. We've got to go forward and be strong. And uh, but so far, I don't see anybody on the Republican side moving to take up that mantle of leadership.
1: It's interesting, too, because uh, as you point out how Trump was, you know, unapologetic about everything, but including about uh, his uh, defense of life, his opposition to so much of the identitarian uh, 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 political agenda and um, and and. And you know he got seventy five million votes. I mean, I I understand he lost the election, but there's nobody in the Republican Party uh, before him. I mean, in terms of twenty sixteen to present or now currently, that enjoys anything approaching the sort of uh, popular support that he has, uh, and and that's with you know his personality, which obviously was a turnoff to a lot of people. I, I just don't understand why there is not more courage of conviction when you even have examples of perhaps um, an accidental uh, defender of some of those issues uh, uh, benefiting politically from taking those positions
0: yeah I, i think a lot of it has to do with the donor class Dan to be honest i mean the donor class in the republican party they are the exact people you were talking about earlier the fiscal conservatives social liberals and I think what the donor class expects is that the Republican Party will give lip service to social conservatives. They consider us embarrassing, but deliver on tax cuts and things like that. And uh, I, I think that one thing Trump has done, for better or for worse, is he's exposed this. And I I wish – I mean, Senator Hawley said right after the election that uh, said we no, now know that the future of the Republican Party is as a working-class party. I wish that were true, but I now that – Trump is gone and Hawley has blown himself up. I don't know who's going to carry that mantle forward, but they better find somebody quick because Biden and the Democrats, they know what they believe, and they're pushing hard for it. And uh, they have got to meet some opposition. One thing that frustrates me about Trump is I hold him responsible for the Republicans losing the Senate because of the way he behaved in Georgia, discouraging people from going out to vote. That was crazy. And now we're all going to have to live with that.
1: He is Rod Dreher, senior editor at The American Conservative, Conservative theamericanconservative.com, as you just heard him say. It's where you can find his blog. Also, pick up his book, Live Not by Lies, a manual for Christian dissidents. Rod, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it.
0: seat and sharpen your pencils class is in session with professor dan proft and the dan proft show